Before we get started in today's episode, I wanted to ask you for a favor. Please go to iTunes and leave the Paradigm Shift podcast a five-star rating and a review. By doing this, you're helping expand our influence, and as a result, we'll be able to reach and share our positive message with more people. Also, we're going to start reading your reviews during the show starting in next month's episode. Thank you in advance for your continued support, and now, enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Paradigm Shift Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Paradigm Shift Podcast, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be married. So this is going to be practical advice and tips for having an awesome marriage. And this is going to be for people who are married, but also people who are not married that want to be married one day. So it's definitely something that's kind of going to be for everybody, and I believe the majority of our listeners. So if you're not married, actually, we also have an additional resource that I wanted to kind of throw your way. If you go to dailyps.com, up in the top, the navigation bar, you'll see a link for a free ebook. That's actually a relationship ebook that we found to be, my wife and I actually wrote, we found to be very helpful to people that are uh, wanting to enter a relationship or kind of looking for that significant other. So it's definitely worth checking out. It's completely free. We just want to get that as many hands as possible. So I am, again, very excited about today's episode and um, talking about marriage. I thought it'd be appropriate to bring back my favorite guest, the best guest we've ever had on the Paradigm Shift podcast. So I'm very excited to introduce my wife, Alicia Sanfilippo. Hi, thanks for having me. Yep, absolutely. So can you tell us a little about yourself in case anyone missed that first episode or just an update on your life where you're at? Yes, so I know um, the first time I was on, we talked about my business. I owned an online boutique at that point, and now the boutique has grown. We have a storefront, so that's just thrown me into a crazy and busy season, especially with the holidays coming up. So life is crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. You've done a really good job with it, actually. Last time we talked, I think you had just won a reward in our city, and you just got another one. So and it's yep. it's really cool and exciting to be able to see you kind of living out the dream that you've always had. So definitely a cool thing. But anyway, we're going to go and get into this. So um, what are we actually going to talk about or cover first in this episode? So the first thing we wanted to talk about is the Bible verse, to become one flesh. So it's in a couple different places. I know we've all read it, but we just wanted to kind of talk about what that looks like from a practical standpoint. There definitely is a spiritual element to this Bible verse. It's found in Genesis, Matthew, and in Mark. Um, But I think a lot of times we over-spiritualize it. It's almost become a marriage-slash-Christian cliche. It's mentioned at every wedding you go to. And I don't mean to discourage or say anything bad about the spiritual side of it, but I really wanted to talk about more from a practical standpoint. And what it really means and the way we should think about it is not that your callings become one thing necessarily. We are still two individuals that have a unique call in our lives. We're just a single unit or team, if you will, a support system that is just helping each other along the way and getting closer and closer to God as a single unit. But at the end of the day, you're still you know, doing your boutique and that's what you feel called to do. And mm-hmm. I have a totally different set of things I know that God's put on my heart to do. We're just together in that. Yeah. I think that that's an important thing to kind of clarify here because a lot of people just assume that like, okay, well, whatever I want to do with my life is no more. And that's what both parties seem to think. So they kind of don't do anything at times, you know? So I want to make sure we kind of clear that up. You still do have a call in your life. You still have to pursue what you feel God's put on your heart. That's a big portion of being married. It's just that you're supporting each other in that. So I definitely wanted to cover that. And um, do you have anything else you want to add or you want to move on at this point? No, I think you got it. Okay, cool. So what are we going to um, cover uh, with the rest of this? So we just have a couple different tips that we wanted to go over that has definitely helped us in our marriage. And the first being the most important is to keep God first. And with this, obviously, it's the most important thing to do no matter what kind of season 
um, you're in in your life, but definitely with marriage. And the more you focus on God individually, the better you're going to be in your marriage. It's Mm -hmm. going to bring you guys closer together, but you've got to put God first in every decision that you make. And um, we've been doing a study with a bunch of our married friends. It's called You and Me Forever. It's by Francis and Lisa Chan. And it has just been the best study that I've ever done on marriage. They kind of take marriage out of the equation almost. And it's all about serving God and how you can focus more on God and living in the light of eternity and, you know, focusing on what forever is actually going to look like and not so selfishly like what I need for my husband or what he needs for me. It's not about that. It's what we're doing for God. And it's, I highly encourage anyone and everyone to look up that book or to do the study with some friends. It's been really great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, actually. I've really enjoyed it. And the whole topic of keeping God first, I think, is is just crucial. Because at the end of the day, um, although I love you and appreciate you, but God has to be more important. Because if I put you in that pedestal of like where God should be as being my number one, um, we're both imperfect people in an imperfect world. We're going to make mistakes and mess up. Yeah. The only thing we can really grab onto is God and keeping him first. And I, I've always found that the more that I'm serving God and the better that I'm like really living for God, the better our marriage seems to be. Because... I'm actually in proper alignment, if you will. So I think that that is the most important point we're going to cover here. I know we got five more. Um, so number two here, I'm going to let you kind of talk on this a little bit, is don't be a jerk. <laughs> it, it's funny, right? Yeah, but it's true. So I came up with this point, but the, the point is supposed to be kind of funny, but also like in marriage, you know, you're supposed to love one another and take care of each other and you just have to not be so selfish. You have to think of the other person before yourself and to put them first in many things. Like even like if you're sitting on the couch together watching a movie, if you get up to get a glass of water or some popcorn or whatever, like think of the other person, ask them if they want something, you know, just be thoughtful and consider it. Yeah, it might be the most practical point we talk about here, but it is true. At the end of the day, when you're with somebody like 24, I say 24 seven, but you know, like all the time, like we're together a lot, you kind of get comfortable around each other, but it doesn't give you the right to be a jerk. You know, you still have to be nice. Even if you're tired, you still need to treat the other person with respect um, and not just be, not be a jerk about it. So I like yeah. that point. It was funny. That was Don't a, be a jerk. Right. That's the first one you brought up. So uh, number, what's number three? Where are we going from here? Um, fight for resolution and not to win. That is good. I like that a lot. And I think that that's so important because oftentimes our, our pride and ego get in the way in our lives. And we, we want to be right. We want to be heard. We want to feel like what we said is right. And the other person just needs to submit to it because we're definitely right. But the truth is, if we're fighting to win, both parties are going to have that same attitude and mindset. If you're fighting for resolution instead to bring the peace back in the family, it always goes so much further and so much stronger. And I, I know you'd agree with that, right? What, what else do you have on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know we all like deep down inside want to be right about everything. So you push your point. And even if you are right, you don't have to say it. You don't have to push your point and make sure that everyone knows that you're right. It's okay to be quiet and let that slide. Like I think Jesus was, you know, a really good example of that. When he was being arrested, he stayed quiet, even though everything that he was doing was right. So it's totally okay to not push your point and make sure you're right all the time. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Number four is deep communication. This is a big one. This is actually what causes a lot of problems in marriage. People don't communicate about kids, finances, careers, so many different things. They're just day-to-day even having proper communication about each other's days and what's going on in their lives. So I think that deep communication is huge. And what would you add to that from a, a female perspective of that? I would just say going into like maybe the kids and what your future hopes and dreams are and where you want to go, that's a good thing to talk about before you get married. Like know how many kids you want or if you don't want kids or where you want to live, you know, what any of that, those kind of big decisions are like that should definitely be spoken about before you're married. And 
once you are married, you need to keep communicating about this thing so you guys can stay on the same page. You're not always going to be on the same page, but you want to stay similar to what those things are. Um, and I know with a lot of my friends, they get in arguments with their husbands over things that they don't talk about often. Like if little things bother them, they bottle it up and hold it in until like, bam, one day you're yeah. freaking out on someone because you've been holding everything in. So that's one thing that I've done from day one. Like if there's something that Alex says that hurts my feelings or bothers me, I wait till we're alone, but I tell him as soon as I can. That way I'm not holding it in and I don't explode on him one day. Which I, I always appreciate that. It kind of goes back to number three, fight for resolution, not to win. When you, we have those conversations, again, in an appropriate place, we're alone. You're not, we're not getting into an argument or discussion around other people. It's definitely inappropriate. But when we're alone, we get into that. Immediately, both our minds, we've just trained each other to say, you know what, we're going for resolution. We're not looking to win. So you're not like coming at me saying, I'm right, Alex, and you're wrong. You've never done that. Although I'm definitely right most of the time. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, here we go. We're going to fight in front of people now. I'm just kidding. Um, But oftentimes we'll we'll look for that resolution. We're able to continue like moving forward after that. But um, going back to communication, our fourth point here, um, I called it deep communication because just talking is not always communicating. I think a lot of times because this life is so distracted, so busy, when we get off of work and we kind of come home, we're hanging out, we're talking, but it's while we're looking at our social media accounts or while we're getting caught up on something or while we're kind of just completely distracted by the TV or whatever else it may be. It's important to have deep communication, which is where it's just the two of you, no distraction, sitting down, having a real conversation about things like a focused conversation, if you will. So I think that that's super important, that communication based around that depth is just something that's key to a, a marriage that's going to last. Absolutely. So, yeah, what else we got? What's number five here? Community. Community. This is like my favorite topic. We actually just <laughs> did a podcast. I did one with my, uh, my good friend Tim Downey. Uh, I believe it was last month or maybe the month before, but that was a really, really good podcast episode. Christian community or just community in general if you're not saved. I know not everyone who listens to this podcast is a Christian, um, but having some form of community is so important getting around a, a network of couples that you're doing life with around the same time as you, um, you know, they've been married around the same amount of time or just kind of the same area of life is so important to have because I think a lot of time, and Alicia, you probably agree with this, a lot of couples, especially when they first get married, they, they isolate themselves, right? Oh yeah, they disappear. Yeah, they, they, they disappear. <laughs> and although that's maybe appropriate for a little bit of time, uh, we were never made to do life alone. It's made to be around community. Yep. Yeah, and we've definitely seen it happen to where people do isolate themselves and then things go really wrong and they have no one to reach out to, no one to run to, and things can crumble really quickly if you don't have good people by your side. You need positive, uplifting people near you to hold you accountable and to lift you up when you need help. Yeah, no, it's so important. I know that our community, I've got a group of guys that are that are other married guys and some that are single, but they know like they know what's going on in my life. They know about our marriage where, you know, at an appropriate level, of course, but I'm talking to them uh, whenever something that we're going through. And oftentimes they'll bring it back up. They're like, hey, Alex, how are you doing with, with this, this, and this? Last time we talked, you know, you guys were kind of uh, talking about that type of thing. And, and they, they know what's going on. And it just kind of gives you that, that element that you don't have without that community where you're able to communicate on a different level. So it's, it's really cool to be able to, to do that. Community is definitely a key point. Yep. So uh, number six is um, having fun together or experiences, as I also put it. What do, what do you think on that topic? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a necessity if you're only ever having like deep conversations or not having fun with each other, maybe arguing like you've got to get out of the house. You've got to go yeah. play putt-putt with some friends or, you know, walk on the beach or whatever you have, you know, near you, like get outside and do fun experiences with each other, laugh and be silly and make jokes. Alex is really good at that. Yeah, it's really important. Well, here's, here's the way I've always thought about it. So 
when we first met, we went on a lot of dates and did a lot of fun stuff together, right? Yep. And, and I think most relationships start off that way, but people get married and they kind of get comfortable. So they just make it more like, this is just how life is now. But the truth is, what really made your relationship special from the beginning was the experiences you had together. So you can't stop having those experiences. Sure, they might look different at different points in your life, but you've got to continue making new memories, things that are actually memorable and fun. Um, there's nothing wrong with sitting on the couch and watching a movie together, but that's not like a memory you're going to have in years. Be like, you remember that one time we sat on the couch and watched a movie together? <laughs> you know, like that's not going to be something you're talking about. But experiences where you're going out and doing fun things, again, with community and alone, that's important to continue doing and keeping your marriage fun and just uh, light at times. Because like you said, if you're always just going to those deep moments and like pushing each other to, to get better and to grow, all of that is extremely important. It's not always fun, right? Yeah, for sure. So um, that's, that's our six main points we had here, but I kind of wanted to, to get into one last talk here, like one big idea, and that is to seek to serve, not to be served. What do you got on that? Well, I just know that it doesn't always have to be like big things, like one big, well, not a big thing, but it's something that I try to do every day is just make our bed because that's not important to me at all. Like if it was up to me, I don't care if the bed is ever made. But for Alex, that's important. It helps him feel successful and that everything's been done in the day and he loves walking into our room and seeing that the bed is made and everything is clean. So I do my best to make the bed every day and it's definitely not for me, it's for him. And I always have to remember that even if he doesn't say thank you or just even acknowledge that I did it, that I'm doing it just to please him and I know it made him happy whether he said something or not. Um, So just little things like that that you know is going to please the person or just maybe put a smile on their face and not expecting anything in return. Yeah, well, even the way you just said it to you, it's like not a big thing. That's because it doesn't really matter to you. To me, that's actually a really big deal. That's a big thing. It's just the way that that I'm I'm wired and built. Like, so my top love language is uh, is acts of service, and that's actually your lowest. Yeah, you know, doesn't even register. Obviously, to you, like making the bed, you're like it's not really a big deal, you know. And I'll do it. To me, that's like a huge deal because that's something that I just I love to do, and I think it's it's something that kind of just puts peace in my mind. I'm a little type A, so I enjoy that. But um, serving one another is so important. If you really take this to like a spiritual element, um, that is what Jesus came for. The Bible says that Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And I believe that his entire life, he really expressed that and showed that to people in the clearest way possible. Jesus' life was absolutely beautiful. And marriage is supposed to be a reflection of how Jesus lived his life on earth. And so that to me means I have to serve my wife every opportunity I get. And sometimes I'll even make those opportunities. Like I might not necessarily have one, but you know, when we're going to bed, if her water is close to empty, I'm going to go fill it up. She might not ever notice. She might not ever say a word about it, but that is something I can do to make a way for me to serve her. And I think that's so important in marriage. When you get into that, that mindset of I'm, I don't need to be served. I need to serve. When you're mm-hmm. both doing that, that is absolutely the strongest marriage I've ever seen. That's always the ones that are the ones that everyone's like, wow, I really want to I want to be like that. Like that's what I want my marriage to look like. So I think that's such an important thing. Do you have have anything else to add on this this topic here? I was just going to say that every day it's our first opportunity to serve God is by serving our spouse. That's good. I know that anytime that I do anything to make Alex happy or to please him, it's definitely pleasing to God and he's taking note of all of that. So I just think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is this episode. Alicia, thank you so much for being back. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. So um, that's going to conclude this episode. And as always, our prayer is that you're encouraged by this podcast and that it challenges you to go out and share a positive perspective with the world and your area of influence around you. So as always, thank you so much for listening. For show notes and discussion, visit podcast.dailyps.com. Thank you for listening to the Paradigm Shift Podcast.